Welcome to another edition of the What's Good Games podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Renee, joined by my lovely crew here in the flesh in San Francisco, Miss like Christine Steimer. Hi, it's me. Yes, me. it's you. And we've got Brittany Brombacher. Flesh. And Alexa Ray. What up? Welcome. Welcome back, ladies. Thank Yay. You. It feels like it's been a while since I've been sitting on this couch, like for the podcast. It was last year. I know. I know. So long ago. <laughs> <laughs> it does yeah. feel like a long time ago, even though technically it was only about a month ago. I feel like anytime I'm away from you guys for more than like a couple of weeks, it feels like ages. It does. Aww. Aww. And I'm always That's like, really sweet. I'm like, where did they go? Come back. We went through like a four week stretch, three week stretch this time around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What the long heck? time. It's because we were away from video games, I think, as an industry. We were with family, with friends, yep. celebrating the end of the year, the holidays, really kind of taking a breather from everything because this industry can feel so brutally fast paced. Like there's always something going on. Like it's crazy how PAX South has already Come and gone. Came and went, right? Yeah, yeah. it's gone. Crazy. Uh, we weren't able to make it out there this year. Sorry to everyone who was in San Antonio. Uh, we are looking forward to PAX East in Boston in early April. I know some people have already reached out to us via social media and email being like, are you planning an East Coast meetup? Yes, we are. Oh, yeah. Um, more details on that soon. But now, if you guys are new to the show, welcome. This is a game show podcast. About games. Where we play not a game, game show. show. <laughs> no, not, that's not what I meant to say. It was a good try. It's a show about games, yeah. is what I meant to say. Um, where we talk about the latest news, where we give our commentary and analysis on it, and we talk about video games that we've been playing and that we've gotten the privilege to see, maybe behind closed doors. Maybe it's out for public consumption right now. It changes every week. Yes. Um, so we, we thank everybody who's finding us for the first time. We've gotten quite a few new patrons over the last month, which has been yes. one of us. Brittany, we us. hit a major milestone. We did. We hit a thousand patrons, and this morning we're up to like a thousand fifteen. Oh Mind God! Blowing. I don't know where you're all coming from, but I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, seriously, it's yeah. It's, it's incredible. Thank you. Yes, we're yeah. so incredibly grateful for all of the support. If you guys are ever interested in in supporting us, you can head on over to Patreon.com/slash What's Good Games. Throw us a buck, maybe throw us a couple more bucks, whatever you can afford. We would greatly appreciate your support. And the community we, we have on Patreon is wonderful. They get some good discussions going. There's a lot of fun people in the comments. So if you haven't ever checked it out, please do. Um, we also are still running a special on a piece of merch. Brittany, you orchestrated this. It is called the Seal Bando, ladies yes. and gentlemen. And it is based off of Andrea's love for a Seal Husbando. Um, true. Alexa and I had a really good time with that. And we played the Careless Whisper. I love it. I think it's my favorite moment ever on yeah, the show. It was fantastic. Ever? 
And you can find that t-shirt in, what's the URL? The reason I can never get it correct is because I had to go like through five different designs. So the yes. URLs have all kind of blended into one. It's Teespring. So T-E-E spring.com slash seal bando shirt. Or you can also go to teespring.com slash stores slash what's good games. And if you're watching this at youtube.com slash what's good games, you can check the carousel right below the video. Click on any of those t-shirts or sweatshirts and it'll bring you to our merchandise page. Like, like the magic. One, like the one yeah. you're wearing right now. That's oh, correct. Yeah. This is our salty emoji shirt. Uh, for everybody who's listening to the show, it's got our custom uh, what's good games icon controller, a glass of wine, which of course uh, we're drinking right yes, now. We are. Um, and uh, a, a whiskey glass, which of course we're drinking right now. And the the salt shaker. Of which Simer is. Yeah, yeah Simer just is just, that. It's just his eye. It's yes. his eye. It's salt. his eye. And if you um, have shirt ideas, let us know. We're brainstorming a couple more. Yes, we will be putting some new ones on there. We too. did have a fun brainstorming session with our after hours patrons oh, yeah. during yeah, the Jackbox party pack session. I want oh, that yeah. not today Satan shirt so bad. Cappy, Cappy, so it was good. Cappy. So it was a, a scribbled Cappy, and it said "Not today, Satan." I think you and I created that together. Yeah, I drew the Cappy, and I had the, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I put them together. Team so, uh, effort. It was Team. a group effort. So if you guys aren't familiar, there is a mini game inside the Jackbox Party Pack Three where you can make drawings on your phone and then there's a round where you type in slogans and then it's up to another player to match your drawing with a slogan and we had some pretty fun combinations my goodbye forever with the farting sheep was also one of my favorites was it a sheep it was supposed it was to be a sheep. that one <laughs> okay and that can i bang it was really good. Can I bang too. it? Can I bang yeah. it with like a really strange <laughs> yeah. smile? Like and that smiley was part face. of our after hours stream. Yeah, that you can be a part of. It gets real weird, but it's Patreon. totally worth it. It does good games get very weird. Yeah, you Fantastic. like weird. You're in the right place. Yes, exactly. Um, but without further ado, we are going to get to some news for this week. So another light news week. We are still, you know, getting the flow going after the holidays. Not a lot happening here in early January, but we do have a few. Um, items to talk about this week. Um, the first one, of course, we could not overlook. Final Fantasy 15 <laughs> had some earth-shaking announcements. Well, that might earth be, that that might be hyperbolic. Great. Keep going with it. Um, the Royal Edition has been announced. So they ba, also... Ba, ba, ba. They also announced some details like about the PC decree. version, which was previously announced. So the PC version will support native 4K with a maximum 8K resolution. Jesus. And if, Ooh, and, HDR, and if you download this for your PC, it is a minimum 100 gigabyte install. <laughs> and it's 155 gigabytes with the 4K texture packs. Enjoy all of your memory. So oh, that's mean, the whole a thing. PC can handle that. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Still. Um, so some other features in the PC version, of course, of the high quality ambient occlusion and advanced hair simulation, which Ooh. I'm sure you're all very excited I about. I love hair physics in games. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's not me being sarcastic. If there are good hair physics in your game, I'm all about that shit. Do you like move the character yeah. around and watch the hair flow yes. in the wind? Yeah. I do. Yeah, I do that. Because it makes me mad when they're... Animation, yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm like, I appreciate how difficult it is, and it makes me mad when, like, a character has crappy hair. <laughs> and the hair, like, doesn't move with them as they move yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, clips through things, and you're like, what? Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. Um, but they also revealed this new version of Final Fantasy 15 for PS4 and Xbox One titled The Royal Edition. Oh, my God. So this geez. bundle will cost $50 in the U.S. International pricing has yet to be mm -hmm. revealed. It includes all of the added content coming to the Windows edition. 
edition. Alternatively, those who already own Final Fantasy 15 can buy a $20 add-on called the Royal Pack. So this includes all of that added content. So there is, um, the most important thing that you guys really need to know about is that they've expanded the game world. So there's a new dungeon, there's additional, um, costumes, and there's something else that uh, is not listed here. There so this is. is basically a game of the year edition. It's a game of the year edition with more content. Mm-hmm. Okay. They added, nice. they, they added more shit to do. There's more like weapon stuff. Three and new bosses. Three new bosses. Omega, Cerberus, uh, old, old school Final Fantasy, uh, villains, old school mm-hmm. Final Fantasy creatures. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the PS4 and the Xbox One version are also getting the first person Oh, yes. Persian? What's wrong with me, Persian? I'm like, what's that? First, yeah, I was like, Persian? First person what? mode. They are. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's correct. I, I have some feelings about this first person Tell mode. Tell me. Because oh. I played this first person mode last year. Wait, at, did you do it in VR, though? No, no, no. Okay, no. That's, remember, that's, but you, you got sick. That's the VR game. Mm-hmm. I did get sick in first person mode okay. for Final Fantasy. That's what I remember then. At first, I was very excited. Uh, you, you know, I was playing as Noctis, and I'm running through the field alongside my friends. Mm-hmm. And I turn and I look, and there's Prompto, and he's looking at me, and I turn and I look at Ignis, and he's looking at me. And then combat starts. And then, Gla- what about Gladio? He was somewhere. I'm sure he was there. <laughs> a I'm sure he was there. Um, but then combat starts. And the thing about Final Fantasy 15, if you look at how close these dudes get to combat, it's, 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 it's super first person combat where you get up in people's faces, but I was fighting oh, a bunch of furry gorillas. So all of a sudden my vision was just swamped by brown fur and I couldn't, I couldn't make heads or tails of where I was. <laughs> my vision was swamped by brown, by brown fur. fur. And I'm like, where, where the hell am I? Hello? So I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like flailing around. So I finally move out and I see there's a warp strike point, uh, on like a, a cell, a cell tower, oh, like maybe 200 feet away in the game. And for those of you unfamiliar with Final Fantasy 15, Noctis's big, super fun power is the warp, warp strike. And he can warp, um, speed. Yeah. And he can warp out of battle to recover, or he can warp between multiple enemies, which is really useful and cool. And he can fly through the air with it and stuff. So I was like, I'm just going to warp out of here and everything's going to be cool. Incorrect. I warped out of there and my stomach did like a super backflip and then left the planet. And I was like, <laughs> Yep. And I was right. like, and I was like, oh no, I will never play first person Final Fantasy 15 because I got hella sick immediately. Well, what if you had played as like Prompto, who has the gun, right? Then maybe you wouldn't have been so crazy because you can now switch between the characters. Right. But see, is, is first person mode available in all four characters though? I can't would imagine it, be? it wouldn't be. Okay. Remember. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, I'd rather be standing off to the sideline just pew pewing than like warp striking. <laughs> Me too. I think because I, I would also get sick during that. Um, the other thing is that, uh, there's the, the royal boat. What's the name of it? The royal. I forgot the name of the boat. It has an actual boat, but between Altissa and somewhere else, you can now like explore the waters on yeah. said boat. Um, you get to ride the boat now. Is there I'm, like stuff? Yeah. I think boat? so. I'm a, in the boat. In the boat. Around the boat. Four there hot has men. to be. No, I don't oh, know. Four hot men in a boat. Oh, four hot men in a boat. Give me simulator. the boat. I love a good boat simulator. <laughs> Give me the boat. The other thing I'm really excited about is the Insomnia Ruins. It sounds like they're expanding the map with the older Chocobros. Yes. So you'll get to spend more time with them, which is something I'm very excited about because older Prompto is my husbando. Because Insomnia Ruins is the end of the game. Love, right. Andrea right. and I are like, yeah. what the fuck? Your eyes are glazing yeah. over. We're it's like, okay, what is this? I'm like, what language is this? <laughs> but then we also get are getting more episodes too. So we're getting more right. DLC. And the first one is episode Arden. Yes. And I wonder how soon after we get Royal Edition, episode Arden will be available. Soon TM. <sighs> See, here's the thing. I, I want to play through Final Fantasy 15 again because odd. 
as it is, the longer like the time has gone on after I played it, the more I appreciate the game. Yeah. Um, and this has never happened to me with a, a game fine before. Wine. Yeah, it's like the more time goes by, like the more I just want to like jump in and play it again. So it's like I want to play it again, but I'm waiting until all this effing DLC is out. But they keep yeah. surprising us with content, and so I keep having They're to like, push Here's back. Here's a little more. Yeah, well, here's the thing: they've they, already announced that there's going to be more content packs yes. coming throughout 2018. Yeah, right. So are you planning to wait until 2019? I might have to. She girl, might. no. Girl, she might. No, they added. No, no, no. Girl, girl. <laughs> for the for the royal edition, they added it's content. They, serious business. They specifically said that they were adding more, more. Um, like those little data logs, they're adding more things. of them in easier to find places uh, answering questions about the world. Okay. Because the big, the big thing was like, we don't know what the hell is going on here. Mm-hmm. That was like the big criticism. Yeah. Okay. Well, I might not be able to, cause I wanted like to do a whole nother, like start to finish playthrough, but that's not a short game. No, no. So that's why I'm like, I'm no, it is not. Everything's done. And it's like, well, it sounds like I'm not going to be able it's to do It's never going to be done, Brittany. We're playing, never going to be done. I'm kind of okay with games, that actually. Though. So maybe in like 20 years, you'll go back and play it. Cause all the DLC will be, be done like, by then. Yeah, exactly. With your children. <laughs> and you'll be like, back in my day, back we had to wait five years for all of Final Fantasy 15 to come out. And the kids will be like we're every game is service-based now grandma oh grandma that's just how things are i'm excited i'm i'm welcoming oh my god i will say i think it's interesting that they're allowing people to do an upgrade i think it's good i think it's a way to show fans of the game who paid you know their 60 dollars for the original version like hey we want you to be able to experience this new content without feeling obligated to buy a whole new version of the game but it's also the fans who spent 60 dollars 25 on the first pack, season pass. And now it's another 20? So and now like it's that, another 20. That content better right. be worth that's it. That's a $100 game now. Final Fantasy 15 costs $100. But that's not abnormal. That's not outrageous to me because so many games do that now. So many and, games I'm, have enough add-on content that when you, if you're a first, if you're an early adopter, you're always going to pay more. I think yes, about how much I paid for Destiny right. and all of their expansions in the first version, like between the initial two expansions and then the the third and fourth expansions of that game. By right. the time I was said and done, I had six Destiny discs floating around my house and I had spent over $150 on that game. I just think this it'd be is probably more fair if it was like $10 though, because like these yeah. people already got let's see or if it was 20 and that includes the season like basically make even more tiered options like if you already bought the game and bought the seasons pass mm-hmm. like this extra content is just a tiny bit more for you because you've already put well, in a I lot of money i don't think that that add-on is restricted to people who bought the season pass originally i think if you just yeah you can just I've, get it yeah based on what i've read here if you just bought the base game you could now get all of the extra dlc that's already been released for that 20 oh course. correct which is god which is damn great, it but i'm saying what if i bought the game and i bought the season's pass but i want like the little bit of extra that's coming out right here yeah what about those people they still have to pay $20. Another, another $20. That's what I'm like, yeah. it would have been nice if they had done another tier. Yeah. Th- that Seasons was slightly pass cheaper. doesn't mean you get everything. Right. And this is no, like I know new. It no, I know you do. I'm just saying in this day and age, I think a lot of people still think that. They're like, hey, you know, season pass. I'm set to go for this game's lifespan. It's like, they, oh, no, baby girl. They no, do no, need no, to, no, They do need to rename it a little bit. Like it does. Yeah. I think, yeah. Current season pass. Season pass yeah. V1. And this know. is like new. Excuse me. I just burped into the microphone. This yeah. is new for... <laughs> This is new for, for Final Fantasy. This is new for like the, the big JRPGs in general. So I feel kind of like, yeah, I'm like a little salty about it, but like, I'm, you know, looking at all you guys with your destinies and your, your battlefronts being like, I don't have to deal with this problem. And now here I am. And my like favorite game is like, I just want to be able to like, 
like I'll, I'll give them money because I want them to make more stuff and because I enjoy it. But it's like, it's a lot of money. Yeah. I, unfortunately I like this game so much that I can't be like too upset about it. Like there's a little principle meter in the back of my brain. That's kind of like blaring off right now. And I'm like, Oh, it's fine. I'll just give you my money. But I'd be curious, Andrew, like what do you, so you don't think this is crazy, abnormal, no, fine. not abnormal. I don't, totally fine. I'm not shocked by this at all. Um, I think that this, the amount of content that they're adding seems to me like they're giving value for that dollar, which mm. frankly, a lot of developers are not. A lot of developers are charging a lot of money for very little content. Yeah. Um, and based off your guys's, you know, um, commentary on the DLC packs that have come out, seems like those are adequately priced. Seems like the season pass itself was very fairly priced. You get a substantial amount of content. Yeah, you got for that price. Three episodes and a fucking multiplayer expansion. To it me, was crazy. Like that's, to me, How that's like a season 39 pass 20, pass 20, expansion, yeah. right? 20 something. Wasn't it 24.99? One or the other. Let me look. 25 bucks. Um, but I'm interested mm-hmm. in playing more of this i played a substantial amount of it in preview events before the game originally launched way back when um but i did not spend any time playing this i watched john play a lot of this game mm-hmm. um but i just like when it came out i just was not it was not something that you didn't I was want to drive in. around with your bros um you don't want to have your heart ripped out of your chest and then stomped and all then over and then put back and then know, taken Andrew out again and stomped all over and yeah. then kicked out the window i don't know oh. if it would have affected me that way since i don't have a history with the franchise but but, but these are brand new characters they're yeah. all different they're every all different. final fantasy is different so okay. it's like yeah there's no like there's no continuous connect. story there are continuous there are themes and elements crystals yeah. like crystals exactly. and chocobos and gilgamesh yeah. how long has it been since we've had a moogle like a real no, the, well, the Moogle in this one was a stuffed Moogle. I know, but it doesn't count. The last real Moogle was um. Was the last nine? real no, Moogle. That sounds like a thirteen movie. two, right? Thirteen oh, two, okay. fucking Mog, the shittiest Moogle. Mog the Moogle. It was twenty four ninety nine. Oh. Season pass. Good okay. King. No wait, Final Fantasy fourteen has Good King Moogle Mog. That doesn't sound like a real name. Does not. It sounds made up. You made it's that. real. I didn't make it up. It Final is. Fantasy, everybody. Um. Okay, so we will um, obviously report back once these ladies check out this new expanded zone, uh-huh. the new dungeons, the new bosses, etc. Wait, when's it coming again? March 6th. Okay. March 6th. Oh, yeah. That is when the Windows Edition and the Royal Edition will both be releasing. Maybe I will finally play the Royal Edition. Yeah. Do it. Join our little band of bands. Band. I've never finished a Final Fantasy. That's fine. Yeah. No, I've no played, I don't I've you played for that. the beginnings of a, of a few of them. I don't. And I'm you for at that. the very end of ten, and I just didn't even. I just was like, couldn't cross the finish line. Couldn't cross the finish line. Ten, ten has the most brutal, the most brutal like the suite of boss fights that you encounter. You have to fight like the giant penis like four different times. Sin looks oh like a penis. God. Oh my god! Uh, like this video if you agree with me. Um, <laughs> He does, but you fight you fight him like four different times, and you fight another guy twice, and you fight another thing, no. another. It's like this. It's like the stacks, and you can save in between them, but it's just the stack of battles, 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 battles. That was the last great Final oh Fantasy ending, I think. Well, we'll Final talk about it later. Did, yeah. We'll talk about it later. Speaking of downloadable content, season mm-hmm. passes mm-hmm. and add-ons for Hit games. Our next story, Assassin's Creed Origins is getting some of these things. So we Ooh. previously knew that more they had horses? announced more of abys- the Abyssal Stable. There are new, there are new <laughs> on fire. Um, the Discovery Tour is something that was previously announced for Assassin's Creed Origins. Right. So it's yeah, like technically the learning called, 
Yes, exactly. The learning things, Timer. <laughs> Discovery tour by Assassin's Creed Ancient Egypt. So this is a new educational mode of the game that lets everyone from players to history enthusiasts and non-gamers choose between free roaming the beautiful world of ancient Egypt to learn more about its history and daily life or embarking on guided tours curated by historians and Egyptologists. People can discover and explore a world free of conflict, time pressure, or gameplay constraints where storyline and quests are not active and the world of Egypt evolves into a combat-free living museum. So when we first saw this, I thought it was an incredibly smart move by Ubisoft to take the extensive work done by not only their artistic team, but their history and research team and their writing team, uh, because they have put so much, not just into Assassin's Creed Origins, but previous Assassin's Creed games as well, and making sure that they're historically accurate or they have, you know, purely factional like tidbits of information um, peppered throughout the world to kind of really flesh out the the world of Assassin's Creed. And so this is a really cool thing that they can use um, in classrooms to teach kids about ancient Egypt in a, in a way that feels very like 21st century. Um, so I think that's cool. So that is um, coming on February 20th uh, for you playing Steam on Windows PC and will be available as a separate purchase for $19.99. So you don't even need to buy the game. You can just buy the the discovery tour and then they've announced two dlc packs the hidden ones which is a story driven expansion that builds upon the growth of the brotherhood of course origins being the origin story of the brotherhood hence origins <laughs> Duh. Uh, so it takes players four years which is quite a jump in time after the events of assassin's creed origins well they'll clash with an occupying roman force in a new region of the world the Sinai. the expansion will increase the level cap to 45 up from 40 allowing players to continue to upgrade and customize their character four new legendary weapons a new outfit two new mounts and, and multiple new they, they have not announced it okay so that'll be uh can i write a magical giant hippo maybe a magic, awesome. a magic hippo, magic giant hippo, or included for season pass owners. They run really funny. There's, That's why they do. That's why, they seem, That's why it would be great. They seem in, inefficient, though. <laughs> Are you making a hippo face, uh-huh. Brittany? They're, What's happening? Their mouths are like this, and then, and then they run after you. I mean, they want to <laughs> eat you <laughs> real like bad. I do like how they run after you with their mouth open. Yeah, I mean, I also run after. Yeah, I also run after people I want to attack with my mouth ready to attack oh battle stance <laughs> i didn't know i'm ready to attack the the educational so if you ever like, see me and they run at you with my mouth open guess what you know you know what's up you know what's about to happen you're about to get chomped get hippoed um, <laughs> h-i-p-p-o apostrophe d hippoed hippoed continue in, in the educational oh. mode i'm like technically it's not educational to have the animals not attack you but there's no combat mode in this. So do they strip all the animals out? Or are you going to like walk up to a lion yeah. and they're going to be like, just chilling there? It would probably be more like a zoo. I mean, that that would be oh, cool if you go. can like walk up to a crocodile and it's like, the crocodiles of Egypt ate would a lot of people. Yeah, or like, whatever. <laughs> the hippos then you really on. don't go near those. <laughs> they will run at you for 20 yeah, miles. I wonder if you're just kind of a ghost meandering through Egypt. Like, yeah. you don't really exist. People really won't talk to you. You can just kind of like be there and oh, like, maybe, yeah. check out well, things. Can't you do it when they first showed this to us at the Assassin's Creed Origins event? Didn't they say you could play as you could do it as Bayek or Aya? Correct. 
Okay. Yes. Interesting. Cool. So you control your character walking through the world, but then there'll be specific spots where you can stop and read literature about what you're looking at, like in the Sphinx, for example, or in the pyramids and other places. Um, but so cool. I would like, yeah, I would like to see the guided tours to see what they're going to do with that. I think that'll be really cool. I think I talked about this a few podcasts ago, like a while ago, but we studied Egypt and the history of all that stuff. Um, when I was in middle school, and we had to read out of textbooks, and we mummified a cat. And what you mummified? Yeah, oh, we did tell you. I, did tell us this, and then I was like, "Are you sure you mummified a cat? Because that's no, we buried that's, it and everything outside." Uh, uh, but did you like remove you, its brains and it, then mummify it? I don't remember. All I remember, is yeah, like you have to like scoop the brains out with a really through the long. nose. Maybe that yeah, part was already nose. done. I'm not sure. All I know is so. What did you just wrap it in like cloth and wow. say you mummified it? School in Washington. I don't weird. remember. <laughs> I went to school in Washington State. We did not do this. <laughs> it happened. But how cool would it have been if my teacher is like, okay, instead of reading like textbooks, like go play Assassin's Creed Origins in this like specific mode, and that's your homework. Hell yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That'd be cool. That would yeah, be awesome. Really cool. Kids these days get everything. I know. Spoiled brats. Hey, we got to play the Oregon Trail. That was pretty cool. That's true. We got to code our own games back in the day. What? Did you never do I that? I did not do no. that. But I did play a lot of Oregon Trail. Oh, yeah. I, I wrote a game um in the sixth grade. What was what? it about? In DOS, I wrote a game. Yeah. Man, yeah. I didn't get shit in Connecticut. Connecticut, you suck. <laughs> Get your education. Cats. Everyone's everyone's too busy trying to get rid of the ghosts that they can't teach their children how to do useful life skills. They're like, you know, the ghosts will figure it out. What was your game about in like a minute or two? Oh, I mean, it was very, very simple, very short. So it was just like a black screen. I I had a helicopter go across. Um, it, it basically, I don't even know if I could call it a game. Helicopter it was more like just writing a program. Yeah. Where like an animation like happened. Cool. So I like wrote the code that would signal like, um, this character to move across the screen for like trees to be drawn in. That's awesome. But it wasn't like interactive in the sense that a game was, but yeah. Very cool. Dang. Yeah, it was neat. Meanwhile, Alexa was just trying not to get haunted. Trying not to get haunted. <laughs> yeah. Too busy. Yeah. North Dakota has great uh, public education. Um, so there was one more part to this story <laughs> before we get too off track. Um, another, the second DLC coming for Assassin's Creed Origins is called The Curse of the Pharaohs. Ooh. So this is another expansion and offer players a completely new storyline to delve into uh, as you travel to a region called Thebes to investigate an ancient curse that is plaguing the region. The Curse of the Pharaohs is the cause of the curse that has brought the dead pharaohs back to life in this new piece of... Oh, no. Hold on. This Ghosts. new piece of content... I'm prepared for this. The level cap to 55, up from 40 where it is now. So Jeez. this is coming out in March after... Um, the first piece of DLC. And it will be available, of course, to season pass owners, or you can purchase it separately for $19.99. If all my pay mm, Everything's $20 yeah. these days. So, $20 is the new $5 of stuff. I'm excited. $20 is the new $5. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. What are you excited for? This. Cool. I want a reason to go you back. Want, you want you want zombie zombie pharaohs? Yeah. I don't know why that took me so long to get out. <laughs> Take your abyssal horse through the underworld. Yeah. Did, did you ever figure out if you finished the game? I did. You did. So here's the thing. Kicker, the credits do not roll oh. when you get to the final story mission. There is an achievement that pops up if you're playing on Xbox One like I am. Yeah. And it's called The End. Oh. But there's no credit. No credit. It doesn't do the credit oh. thing and then dump you back like no. oh, so many games keeps do. You, keeps you in the world. So oh. I believe you have to go into the menu to watch the credits. Huh. 
I don't know if there's something later on in the game that triggers the triggers credits rolling. Hmm. I would have thought that would have triggered the credits to roll, but it turns out after we had that conversation, I I booted up because I was like, I feel like I finished this. I had one last little piece of story to finish. It was mostly cutscenes, and then it, it, it came up at the end. And ah. I was like, oh, that's it. Cool. All right. So now Thanks. I have all these other side quests to do. Events, public events and stuff to do. Zombie pharaohs. To do. Um, but yeah, very exciting. So uh, that's some information about Assassin's Creed. Uh, last piece of news for this week. Scribblenauts is coming Ooh. back. So this story is via Game Informer. A new game in the Scribblenauts series has been announced for Switch, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4, which will come on March 6th, very soon. Focusing primarily on multiplayer party mode, but the very familiar Scribblenauts gameplay. It's called Scribblenauts Showdown. It leverages the word-based gameplay of the series for 25 unique minigames that will run the gamut from slower and more cerebral puzzles to the action-oriented speedy games, all of which take place of the Scribblenauts 35,000 word library uh-huh. it is up to players to be creative to play against their friends and family and emerge victorious bum, bum, the trailer bum. looked really fun I, I watched that and i was like oh this would be fun to play with you guys like for, oh, yeah. especially you know during one of our patreon streams or something like we're drinking a little bit and then you're like thinking of some crazy shit to battle with i wonder if one of those thirty-five thousand words is fart oh, because that will oh, yeah. affect whether or not i play this game yes, oh, fart is in there it's it in better there. be it better be in there I'm also excited for, it sounds like there's like the traditional sandbox gameplay and up to like you can play with another person. Mm-hmm. So if you're not just strictly into the mini games, you can do the story. I don't know what, if it's technically called the story or what. Just you like would, puzzles. Puzzle single or, player campaign. Single player. With another puzzles. person. And uh, I think that'll also be really fun too. I'm well, excited. And not only can you use the regular characters of Scribblenauts, but you can design your own Scribblenaut. Oh my, my God. My own Scribblenaut? Mm-hmm. It's what I've what? always what? wanted. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, I remember this came out on, God, when did this come out on? It was like a, 2009. Yeah, it was wild. Wow. Ago. It was on the really, Wii U and it was like a big deal. I remember it was, I played it on the DS. DS. Mm-hmm. What DS was that, Simon? I'm not, I'm the, not the DS person to ask. I think it was 3DS because I remember I it was one 3DS, of the, but I'm not sure if that's it was, it was DS. It was one of the first games to come out for the Wii U was a Scribble Knots game. Right. Back when everyone was like, oh my God, there are no games for this freaking console. Yes, originally released on Nintendo DS. September 15th, mm. 2009. That cool. takes me back because I remember that was one of the first games I talked about on my IGN blogs. And that's ah. that like, holy crap, that was in 2009. But also I came to 3DS later. 3DS. Uh, being, I thought the concept was really cool. Yeah. But then isn't there another way? You, you can either write what you want or you can just select like from a, a word selection screen, can't you? As well. And I think that kind of like sapped some of the fun out of it for me for some reason. Because mm-hmm. I always like writing down the words and seeing like what would... What would come up? What would come up and what wouldn't it? Yeah, because there's some interesting use cases with it. So, like, in the trailer, there was a, a fire or something, and, it, and they wrote Dalmatian, and the Dalmatian was a fire dog. And I'm like, I would never think mm-hmm. to put a to dog put in a Dalmatian fire. and think that it has a bucket of water and a fire hat on it, and it's going to put this fire out. You know, like, right. so it, they, it does go into some weird places, but I actually kind of like that. Yeah, it's part of its charm, because the two characters are playing rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. And so they would, like, choose the thing. Basically and, trying to outdo yeah. each other, like, what would what super fun i'm looking forward to it yes. yeah no it looks cute and i'm and always looking for more things yeah exactly i'm looking for switch. more things with my switch there yeah. you go. indeed also announced this week for switch night in the woods i've yes. played that so that's not as exciting for me well I'm night in the woods is great i didn't like yeah. the ending yeah i didn't play it it I is a dice finalist for best story outstanding achievement narrative i disagree oh, oh. 
<laughs> All right. Well, once I play it, we're going to have to have well, a talk okay. about this. Salts. I just have to say how I feel. No, That's you're all. allowed to do that. Don't hold back. No. Be who you are and say, say what, what you, you feel. feel. Okay. I will do both Because the people things. who mind don't, don't matter, matter and the people who matter are going to give you shit anyway because they love you. Exactly. <laughs> I like your version a lot more. Good. That was good. Than mine. I like that. On that note, we're going to take our first break of the show. When we come back, we have some hands-on impressions for you of some video games that we've been playing. So um, grab a drink, take a bathroom break, pull over and... I don't know. Pull over. Just pull over. Just pull over. Just pull over. Pull over. We'll be right back. Stop the car. Everybody, this is the What's Good Games podcast, and now we get to talk about some video games that we've been playing. Video games. Um, full disclosure, I have not gotten a chance to play very much since last week. I'm sorry, um, but we do get to hear from Miss Steimer oh. about her real life game <laughs> of Patty certification. My, so this was yes. on the show notes last week, it and was. we didn't get a chance to really talk about it, mostly because I was like, I saw it in the show notes, and I was like. I don't know what that is. Maybe I should talk to her about that off camera in case it's something weird. <laughs> Turns out it is something weird, but appropriate to discuss. It so, is weird. So, I wouldn't put anything. Would you? I don't know. Brittany I mean, and I do body parts in the show notes before. We so have. they were no, all penises. Spoiler alert. I no drew, other body but, parts. No, okay. Wait, so you yeah. drew, somebody drew boobs. I drew boobs too. Okay. Boobs. We, we are so much. Talk about the TNA up in here. Yep. Yeah. We, well, yeah. <laughs> so patty certification. Like, so patty certification. So what does patty stand for, Steimer? That's a great question. I know. I, I forgot. Know let, uh, me, let me, let me I, look it up. That the, part's not important. I what? have the power of the internet yes, at my fingertips. Yes, you do. The part that's important is that it is teaching me how to not die when I go under the water with a compressed air tank oh. in a few weeks. It stands for the professional, professional? professional? professional Association, Association of Diving, Diving Instructors. Yes. yes awesome. Makes sense. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, um, few months ago, my dad, who was a Navy diver, was like, hey, do you want to come to Cabo and, like, dive with us? Yeah. Did he say how to dive? Like that? No, he doesn't talk like that. <laughs> he talks like a normal human being. Um, <laughs> but, and I was just like, you know what? I'm slightly terrified, but yes, because I've been snuba diving before. Is which, that the thing with the what's helmet? What's snuba? No. Um... Snuba is, Snuba is you have the re- or not the respirator the um oxygen mask. It's not a mask. It's just the uh fuck regulator mouth thing. Regulator? Oh, regulator. oh, the mouthpiece. It's called the regulator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have that, and then the tank is floating in like a thing above you, so it's not on your back. You don't have the whole a lot of the gear. You literally just have the mouthpiece, Mm-mm. and you can only so you can only go like fifteen feet down. It's not like very far. Um, and I did that, and I was really nervous about it just because because. My dad's really not good at comforting people. And he was like, all you have to do is make sure you don't hold your breath. So because if you hold your breath, you die. And I was like, wow. All right. Maybe don't like 
say that and he was like no that's the only thing you have to not do if you hold your breath you die otherwise you're fine i'm like can you just stop saying like the die part like can you just like chill <laughs> that part shit, out dad. Uh, he's a little <laughs> intense sometimes but anyways so um i was like you know what fine yes like this sounds like an exciting thing mm-hmm. something that i will probably never do and uh i might as well try something new and obviously my dad will be there he's a professional diver so that's I'll exciting um take pictures yeah and andrea part of it is diving with seals (gasps) (gasps) so hold on so like what have what is what have you done so far uh so what all i've done so far is taking the really boring uh online test but it's a long course so it's each thing is like over an hour and you have like different sections that you have to go through and it teaches you all about how air molecules work and like how your body changes as you go underwater because the pressure changes when you go under and like Right. All, everything you have to consider, which is a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> so it's like, okay, as you're going down, you have to make sure you're equalizing constantly, which if you don't know, it means like basically like kind of popping your ears mm-hmm. and blowing into your mask so that, um, all of your air holes are properly pressurized with the current pressure of the water. And as you go down, it, that increases. Uh, and then you also have to make sure that you're adjusting your, you basically wear like a vest that's inflatable. Yeah. And, you have to keep the keep that at the right buoyancy so you don't float up or sink down too fast. Um, and then obviously you have to remember you don't hold your breath or you die. <laughs> this is entirely and too much work. It's so much, but I'm I'm hopefully see this is you what know, you have to deal okay with and... if you followed your seal husbando into his his seal husbando well, place. I would it's never true. follow him there because he spends so little time in his seal form which we have discussed in this show more than once <laughs> i will say though because i'm also patty certified and i've done like maybe like half a dozen dives in my day it's oh. a lot but it seems so much more intimidating until you're actually like down there, there and doing it and like the coolest part for me is when we got to, this was in oh gosh saint thomas i think it was this was a few years back where I had it figured out and you just need to get in the water and then it all makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, where I was able to swim through a, a, sh- a ship that had crashed and. Oh my it, god, you little mermaid it? I little mermaid that shit. Oh, and it was so cool because I had it down to a point where, you know, if you breathe, obviously your lungs fill with air and right. then you can actually float. So whenever I'd want to like float over an obstacle, I just took yeah. a deep breath and I'd go up and then I would exhale and then down you go. Ooh, and you're kinda pro then. Cause they talked about that in the course. They're yeah. like, once you get the hang of it, you will be able to like, uh, adjust your buoyancy just with your breath. Yeah, and that's exactly what you can do. It, it's, it's not, I mean, I'm by no means no professional. It's just but once you get once in there. You get to, like, that's yeah, cool. it, it's a really cool thing. And if anyone's ever curious about diving, I would suggest because it, it is really beautiful and it's unlike anything you'll ever do. And it's really cool. Yeah. The thing that I, I was nervous about with Snoop, obviously, it was like, you can die, you right. can die. But then the thing that happened was, um, <laughs> was I saw, I mean, but I got can distracted. you die from Snooba though? Cause you're only, Technically, you're only you like 10 to 15 feet down. Doesn't matter. I mean, if you, because the, if you're holding your breath, I even talked about it with a, with the example of a balloon. If you seal a balloon even like 10 feet down and bring it up, it will pop. Like, and that's your lungs. So if you're, huh. if you're holding your breath, you have to think of it like a sealed, balloon right and because of the way the pressure works under there it just like well i've never been taught that analogy so when you said that i'm like holy crap they told you that (laughs) that's what that's yep on the course it's like Uh, here's a balloon here's what happens i don't think that's exactly how it works i mean it wouldn't you wouldn't explode right sorry i don't know so don't don't shit your pants over that no 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 but But you you can you can technically get narc i think it's called narc anyway we're going down a rabbit hole man oh god oh so i've got a solution to this problem breathe yeah never 
go well, underwater more than a couple feet. Bam. Uh, that solution. Good. Solved. <laughs> Cables you can't only. see all the fun things under there. It's okay. That's what cameras are for. Robots. <laughs> Robot. You just put VR on, send the robot down. Good to go. Live your life. I'm excited to try this. I, it's it's, cool. it's definitely outside of my comfort zone. It was outside and, of mine too. Yeah. But once you go in, then it's like, yeah. I'm just excited said. to like look at stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what's that? Yeah. It's a fish. Please Lex don't be a like, Nope. No. Yeah, no town city. No. Nope. I haven't been in the ocean since I was like eight and got stung by a swarm of jellyfish. Oh, no. Yeah. That, was, that sucked. I that used to go crazy. in the ocean all the time last summer because I worked like on the beach so we would just go out and lunch breaks and go the ocean can can keep its shit it's fine (laughs) i'll i'll watch i'll watch from the dry land yeah as somebody who grew up in literally the most landlocked place on north america the geographical center of the landmass i have no desire to be in deep water I'm good. No, I mean I don't want to go because I'm I ha- I will technically have to go 60 feet down because that's a certification. Like you have to prove that you can do it, and then you come back up. But the dive we're going on is not 60. And feet honestly, down. the shallow dives are the best because that's when you have the sun, you have yeah. all the beautiful coral. Like those deep dives, it's just dark and stupid, dark and cold. Yeah, yeah. That's the other did- thing they tell they teach you about like your Be- your heat escapes your body like four times faster underwater because the certification this sounds terrible. You have to get certified, I believe. <laughs> To do like what? certain levels, like so, Stein will be certified to go down to a certain level, yes. and then she will not be certified to go down even deeper than that. Correct. And so they have to teach you like that range. Of There's depth. different training. So like, if I wanted to go even, which I do have zero desire to do, but if I wanted to go deeper than sixty feet, I have to take additional training. If I want to be able to use a certain, so they have different canisters with different types of air. They have regular ass air, and they have like nitrate infused air, which is more oxygen in it than than the average than the average air out in the world. And um, in order to even use those canisters, you have to get specialized training because no. all everything is so different underwater yeah. that you just you need to make sure you're not screwing it up. That is so much work for something that you might accidentally die doing. But I got to figure my dad did this for years. He did underwater construction. <laughs> it's honestly like, really OK. Well, we can move on. But it's really hard to die when you're scuba diving because like, especially if you do like the shallow dives because the, the sun is just the, the top of the water is just right there. And you do have a vest and you do. You can't inflate it. So worst case scenario, your ears might like do some shit. Just don't hold your breath. You don't hold die. your breath. And you always have a diving buddy. Always, always, always. Like my first. Okay, never mind. No, you're chill. No. Yeah. No, no. I don't want to scare you because my first dive, oh, I didn't oh. know this. The instructor <laughs> didn't secure my tank down behind me. Oh, Jesus. And, but because I was with a buddy, you know, they found out my tank was freaking like swaying mm. behind me. And so it, that's the other, like yeah. my, the buddy I'm going with is my dad and right, he right. knows his shit. So yeah. like, even if I'm mediocre at best, I'll be okay. You'll be fine. So, it, yeah. So is your dad's favorite movie Men of Honor? We did this, watch that movie. Have you seen this movie? Yeah. With Robert De Niro and Cuba Goody Jr. Yeah, that was a great movie. It's about Navy divers. Oh. Yeah. And it goes and that, through like a lot suit, of this Oh stuff. my God, when he puts the, the suit on, but not underwater, because that's just Oh. We used to yeah. have some of those old, um, the helmet. We had, I don't know if we still have it somewhere, but I hope we didn't get rid of it. This has been fascinating. However, I misled our audience. This has nothing to do with video games. Sure doesn't. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, but I thought it was no, interesting, and that's what Steimer's been working on yeah. instead of playing video games. So I, I thought that you guys would maybe be interested too. Hopefully, you are. Yeah. Um. But please don't um, die in the ocean. Miss Brittany Brombacher <laughs> has been playing Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh wow! Um, so 
I know what is it? Almost nothing about this game. I've just heard that. that there's some weird stuff that goes. It's down. anime, so like which is probably club. why you haven't. That so, excited. It's, yeah. And so mm-hmm. I have never played dating sims. Like it's, I think this. Oh, it's a dating sim. It's it. It's like a friendship sim. Aha! But is it? So what I will say. I started it after you were talking about it last week. Okay. Also, timer. So, <laughs> do you want me to be toe up here? Because I will <laughs> always. I okay. always want you to be toe up. Let's toe up. <laughs> Drunk. Drunk. Oh. <laughs> oh, I get it. So, um, so this is like my first like dating sim. And, uh, uh, I don't know your name. I'm sorry, sir. But someone emailed us and was like, hey, you. I'm curious to know what you ladies think about Doki Doki Literature Club. And he's like, it started out starts out like a normal dating sim, but things get real dark real fast. And I'm like, Ooh. okay, I'm interested. And it says all over it, like for much. For- what, what are you playing it on? Steam. Okay. Yeah, um, it's free. And it's free. Oh. And so I played like maybe like an hour and a half of it um on the plane right here to San Francisco and it was like super cute and like happy and everything was like pink and upbeat music and I was talking to Alex about this last night and I was like yeah so far it just seems kind of like whatever. Well then I was home alone in Andrea's house today while she was doing kind of funny and within like 2 minutes I screamed like it turned dark Whoa. so fast and it got and I was like ah! and I scared her cats. cats out yeah <laughs> I scared her poor cats I were like peacefully sleeping on the couch um and it I can't say anything without spoiling it but after like an hour an hour and a half 2 hours ish like holy crap and it does something that I've never seen a game do before and I was like laughing to myself like, out of like amusement I was like holy crap they're doing this this is crazy what is that thing this, I, I don't want to I can't, can't say it say it. description on steam reads the literature club is full of cute girls Ooh. will you write the way into their heart this game is not suitable for children or those who are easily disturbed Mm-hmm. Or those who are easily, easily disturbed is the, the key dis- word there. That's the description. Um, there is like an element of poetry in this. And as someone who's like admittedly not never really been into poetry, I found myself very like Im- like entertained and like, what's the word I'm looking for? I was really into their poems is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And then the game does a thing and then you just see everything through different eyes. And then you're just like, holy shit, this is dark and effing twisted. And there are a few moments that I like jumped and yelped and screamed by myself in Andrea's house. So what would you say like the theme of the game is I, I honestly i don't know if i, I can tell you because i still it's not a dating sim yeah it's mm. not and it's now i want to play it how long is how have you been playing it so far it maybe took me like three and a half hours oh, okay, so four hours i i think it's over i don't know yet um because you think it's like, over, but you don't know. I can't. Yeah, and I can't say why because it would spoil it's, the entire uh, game. Okay. It's like you're the end achievement. You weren't sure so, if you got. Yeah, just know like there aren't there are choices you make in it. Like you have to design your poem by selecting a bunch of different words. Ooh, you get to make, poems? and every girl likes like a certain word, and so a theme of words, and so you go by that and you impress a certain girl. Oh, so I, you're just writing poems for women. <laughs> I mean, you're not just sorry, no, and you, like you only do that by selecting the words and. Because it's my first playthrough. So it's like refrigerator poetry? Sure. There you go. Perfect. Um, because this is my first playthrough, I'm not sure like if it matters on who you woo first. But uh, if you have a few hours, it's basically an interactive story. There's not a lot of choices you get to make. I mean, there are, but like in the grand scheme of things, you're just kind of in it for the story. Very uh, interesting. I would encourage a lot of people to play it if you think hmm. you might be interested. It's dark and twisted and messed up. That really, really messed up. But uh, yeah, I like I will definitely it. try this. Do it. Mostly because it's short. Yeah. If it, was, it, if it was like, this is really messed up and weird and it's 15 hours, I'd be like, no, thank you. No, I finished it with a flight from <laughs> a San Francisco, from Seattle to San Francisco in like an hour and a half at Andrea's house. So, perfect. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. 
It is awesome. Alexa Ray, you've been playing the DBZ beta. Dragon Ball Trump. Fighters. Brief's husband. Not Fighter Z. Fighters. I made this Dragon Ball Fighters. Yes. I don't like it. I don't like the way they did it. It's Dragon Ball confusing Fighters. when you look at it on paper. That's for sure. Especially because it's called Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Fighters. No, Fighters. I meant like the show. So, right? uh, That's I one of the series. Like, oh, fuck. All right. That's okay. But I, I know. I don't know. The Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Fighters Z. Yeah, yeah. So, I would think it would go in the same naming convention, whatever. But no. So nope. we've talked previously about how Alexa Ray is a hidden fighting game savant. She is. Um, hidden. What do you think about the beta so far? So beta ended today. So it was the last day. And then the game comes out. End of next. Uh, end of next oh. week, maybe. Um. So I... Thought that I think that for talking to fighting game fans first and anime fans second, um, <laughs> so you can so you all the fighting game people can leave after I after I make this statement. Um, I think an excuse. From the I really like I really like that this is the first like I love that they took the Dragon Ball IP and made it a two D fighter. I I, I like two D fighters, um, and I thought the beta was really well balanced in terms of characters with the exception of one was it goku no it was fucking boo really boo majin, majin boo. boo yeah boo. boo boo it's it's it's, it's majin big, boo big balloon boo or little kid boo kid boo i think that's boo. just boo it's boo okay. majin boo. Kid boo. Or is hey, boo boo Sorry, I'm getting different. I, I know, I know. I just had. I get them go. confused all the time because I call the little skinny one Majin Buu, okay, and I call the big one Kid Buu because he's big and round and 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 sweet. And I this is I'm a terrible Dragon Ball fan because I keep mixing them up. So I think Majin Buu is just the really big balloon. Buu. Yes, he's yeah, he is the big one, then, but I call him Kid Buu because he acts like a kid. a kid. Got it. I can't th- come on Dragon Ball. You confuse me with all of your things. <laughs> your vegetable um, themed characters. Yeah, no, I mix them. I I mix him up constantly. So Buu is. Uh, uh, you can get near, there's a way that you can, you can trick, trick the game when you're using him to get, he's so powerful, you can get near infinite combos. So if you're playing as him, you can walk into a fight with Goku, who's, who's actually the fighter that I would tell people who are new to fighting games or who want to like ease into this, like start with Goku. He's very easy to learn. But Boo just comes in, and like once you get a hit in, it's very easy for you to quickly get another hit in and just change, 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 combo, 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 and just completely trounce, completely trounce the other person. So I think some balancing needs to be done before we get to release. I'm all the other characters I felt were really like were okay, and I felt like like they're all very distinct, except like Goku and. Like Goku and, and um like Cell play kinda a little similarly. So huh. I guess you could also start with Cell if you feel like it. Um Does Cell make the squishy noise when he walks? No, I didn't listen for it. Oh you should. But I'm I played I played, I played Cell in a demo a a long time ago. I didn't play okay. him in beta, but start with Goku. Okay. Uh Boo, don't know idea don't know idea what's going on there. Um I do appreciate now I'm speaking to the anime fans, you can leave fighting game people. Um <laughs> You can Don't swap. leave. You, you can, can like swap. They did a really good job, and you will appreciate this, Brittany, because you watched all of the original uh, original 
Dragon Ball show. Trunks the Dragon Ball person? Trunks is a Dragon okay. Ball person. Like, yeah, okay. appearance in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Purple Trunks, Hair's Wonder. Trunks Ooh. is the guy that uh, any, everyone wanted, he was the most bangable Dragon Ball character. Teenager, the most eligible bachelor. The most eligible bang, oh, bang, bangable bang killer. Bangler. If he wore his pants up way too high, the mo- yeah. I guess they all did. The Sorry. most eligible bangler. That was Trunks. Oh man, there were some really bad pants in that, in the, when we grew up. Yeah. There were some bad, bad pants. Bad pants, bad anime pants. So they had those. So depending on, depending on what characters are on the battlefield, depending on what your team, you can have a team of three. So depending on who's in your team and who you're fighting and what stage you're on, different combinations trigger different cutscenes that, that call back to moments in the anime. Like if you, if you have, like for example, if you're fighting, uh, I think it's, I think it's, it's Cell. Yes, you're fighting mm-hmm. Cell as Goku, and Krillin is not on your team. It starts with a cutscene where Cell just brutally murders Krillin. Fudge! No! And if you're playing as Goku against oh. Frieza, and you win, as Goku flies away, Frieza does the thing where he's like, no, like I have to beat you, and then gets in one last attack, and then Goku turns and just obliterates him. And it's the cutscene, and it's only if you're doing uh, uh, Goku and Frieza. If you oh. have, like, things change if you have, like, Android 18 and Krillin in play. Things change if you have, um, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's have totally. Have you done a Trunks Frieza fight yet? No, I, I no, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to, to but okay. I would really like to. But it's like, they, they put in all these little extra nods to the, to the anime and, like, moments from the anime. So I am, uh, if you have, if you, oh, if you, if you have, like, Krillin on your team and, and the and the androids like the head of and and you're fighting cell as krillin like android 18's like disembodied head like or his like tells you like you have to go fight whatever like it's all these small little things oh that <coughs> that you can trigger see and that makes me interested in the game because i'm not a fighting game person as much as <coughs> i love like that france that series it's like eh, but like knowing that's in there yeah. i'm like oh that's it's a fun little nut. It's really cool. I remember being really excited seeing this on the Xbox stage. One, because there was anime on the Xbox stage. And two, like, it was just, like, I love that they're going that, the, the action games that they've been doing for Dragon Ball aren't great. So I'm glad they just did a fighting game because that's what that anime is about. And I like that they really, like, this is a very good use of the IP. And I love when games with a very well-known IP show that not only are they, not only does the developer know the IP and know the audience, they're not just skinning Dragon Ball in a fighting game, but they put in little nods and things for the super fans being like, you, you know, you earn this because you, you paid attention and this is something that really appeals to you. So I am terribly excited to actually get the final, get the final version of this. I'm excited now. Yeah. This might be my first fighting game that I ever purchased. Well, Smash Brothers, never mind. I purchased that. The second fighting game you've ever purchased. Second fighting game. I'm excited for it. It's super fun. Might play with my dad because he and I. Whoa! Whoa. I was getting excited. Punch I'm going to punch the, the microphone. I'm all pumped up, dude. Fucking talking Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Want me like go Super Saiyan? Just super me. Saiyan. Super, super Saiyan. Saiyan. Super Saiyan. The blonde spiky hair and then like the aura. I thought like, it was Cyan. Is that not how you say Saiyan. it? Saiyan. 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 Oh, I just Saiyan. actually it's Saiyan. But Super Saiyan is when is when they power up and their power level goes up and they turn blonde. And there's but blonde. there's also Super there's Saiyan Blue levels. and Super Saiyan Rose and Ultra oh, Rose. You're not alone, Steimer. <laughs> Many people out there have gone through life saying Super Saiyan. Okay, it's fine. It's wrong, but that's what they've that's what they've said. There's a lot of things I'm that's wrong about. That's because Saya, <laughs> okay. the Japanese word, like it's Saiyan in America, but in Japan it is Saiyajin. Yeah, mm-hmm. the jinn on the end being person, so it's Saiyan 
person when they say super Sai or like super saiyajin or saiyajin are they all the original voice actors i don't know actually i know that in xenoverse they had one of the dbz abridged people be one of the voice actors because they were such a good match but i'm not entirely sure goku sounded like goku oh yeah same old guy oh I'm excited. I'm excited. I really, too. I really hope they add um they add the female Saiyans from Super because mm. they're really cool. I've not met them yet, and I hope they add Mr. Popo because I like Mr. Love Popo. Love you, ladies. Thanks for hanging in there with us. You look like Pippi Longstocking when you do that. That was my rock band avatar, Pip. Oh, really? After Pippi Longstocking. Nice. Yeah. All right, I'm done being anime now. You can go back to your normal <laughs> we, Western we shit. Play it. I'd like to play it on like a stream or something, or maybe it's let's do it. I would play with us. Play with everyone and Andrew can just drink. It would be fine. Oh yeah, that sounds we'll good. Be good. <laughs> um, I don't know if we have any normal Western shit to talk about. I have been playing Arena of Valor, which is a MOBA from Tencent on Ooh. iOS, but okay. I haven't played enough of it yet to really give full commentary. I'm trying to be very cautious of how much I'm playing this because is I'm- it new? It's not, it's new to the, to the U.S. Mm. Um, it was previously released in Asia. Um, and it was very big in China. And I am now, I don't generally play mobile games that require me to be connected to the internet. I know, ironic. Um, but, (laughs) but I enjoy playing mobile games like when I'm on a plane or traveling where sometimes my connection could be interrupted. So I generally like games that I can just download and play, which there's not that many of them, sadly. The Laura's Lost Phone thing was nice. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, but I will report back, but so far, really enjoying it. Feel like the glass controls, the touchscreen controls, um, are really well executed. Do you feel like sometimes some of the menu systems are difficult to read on the small screen? Um, haven't tried to play this on my iPad or don't know if I can play this on my iPad, but could be fun. I know there's other MOBAs that are very popular on, um, Mobile games like Vainglory, things like that. Which is made right here. Yes. In good old where we are. <laughs> in good old in where, this we are. Room, where we are. Um, I actually spoke to the team at Vainglory back in my Yahoo Esports days. Very interesting game. Um, a lot of people, of course, making comparisons between the two since they are so similar. But, um, Britt, did you want to talk about Xenoblade this week? Or do you want to talk about Xenoblade next week? The only thing I will say... Because I'm, no, I know I'm not the only one who's succumbed to this fate. There's no autosave feature in that game. Nope. Nope. What year is it? Yeah, near. That's near. Had no autosave. Garbage town. Xenoblade has no autosave. The reason I'm not farther in Xenoblade is because I haven't had a long enough chunk of time to sit and play it, and I don't want to like fuck everything Do up. You, are um, you able to save at any point? You, you want? can save. Um, I don't. I don't know if you can save during the middle of a. Of a Fight, oh, sure, sure, but, sure. But yeah, other than that, you can save. But okay, it's strange because I'm usually a compulsive saver. Yes, but, yeah, you are. But yeah, it's real bad. Uh, but for some reason, <laughs> with this with this game, I just I was so into saver. like the story and what was happening that what happened it was a few hours had passed, and I'm like, gee golly, I haven't saved this in a few hours. I should probably do that. I saw your tweet; it made me mad. Yeah, I so I opened. Yeah, so I opened my menu up, and then I got distracted by leveling up a character, and then I went to the save the save option and the game just effing froze the first time a switch game has ever frozen on me that and i was like girl this is this is funny but i also want to cry at the same time Don't. so i had to force close it because i tried putting it into sleep mode turning it back on it was still frozen i'm like all right no. so i force close it and i boot it back up and i'm like maybe i'll just start like 15 minutes in the past because one of my biggest pet peeves in video games is when i lose progress oh, and dude. that's why i haven't started like no, the yeah. dark 
Uh, no, it uh, it had served me back a couple hours in the past. So I, I got really drunk that night, and I somehow made it to where I was, and I was able to play it. Save. Yep, I was Dear able to play it the next morning where I picked up, and it was like it never happened. That's good. Developers, yeah, don't do this. Stop no. doing this. Stop get, doing this. Yeah. Stop doing this. The one thing that yeah. I'll... This is a random tangent, That's but fine. for Horizon, the best checkpointing ever. So what happened... Like, it was the final the final boss thingy, and I got stuck in the environment. No. And I was up. like... Like in a hill? Are you... Like in... Yeah, like behind cover. Like, I was just the... <laughs> I would my you my character would yeah I was yeah. glitched into it nice. <laughs> and I was I couldn't I was trying everything and like letting him hit me and I was just like just get me out of the wall like how do I yep. what the hell's going on here and I was so mad because I thought I was going to start all over but it checked because I had just actually no I think what happened was I just killed it and then glitched into a wall and then couldn't get out mm. and I was like are you joking me I'm gonna have to do this whole thing over again mm. but I did not. Because the developers are amazing over there. And so what happened was I somehow managed to kill myself. I don't remember how I did it. <laughs> I think I bombed myself. Yeah, I just how you do it in a game. And then um and then when it reloaded, it had just reloaded as it it knew that I had already done it. That's good stuff. And I was like, That's what's good. Oh my god, good girl, job, girl game. So much because I didn't want to do this again. That's what's good. But yeah. And the, the strange thing about it is I had completed like five or six different quests and it never auto-saved even after I did those. What the, the hell? You just should just be aware of this, ladies and gentlemen. And auto-saving. It's not hard. Everyone else does it. Why do you have to be all contrary and shit? It doesn't make us it's happy. It makes it harder. It's not a charming. No. It's not charming. Yeah, I no, like I don't it. like it either. No. It's arbitrary oh, difficulty. GTFO, non-autosave features. Yeah. No, even fucking Bloodborne, like, autosaves. Bloodburn. Blurburn. That's how you say that game. Get good, girls. Get good. Oh, yeah. Do you even play games? No. No, it's a damn JRPG, and they shouldn't be made that way because they're a damn RPG. And in and hundreds and hundreds forever. of hours. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. See, because, like, sometimes why? if that happens, it just kills my motivation to even play that game. No, that's why I had to drink a lot that night. And then when I woke up in the morning, I was like, I had something to look forward to. <laughs> like, I, I didn't have to, I, I didn't have to go to bed knowing I'd have to do that in the morning. I just was able to wake up and be like, oh, it's like it never happened. Because that's fun. You just had stuff. to tell yourself that it didn't happen to I make did. yourself feel better. I grabbed my dog and I grabbed some whiskey and I made a night of it. You grabbed your dog? I just got this image here, of you Reb. being like, come here, Reb. Come here, Reb. Come here. And you're just like, you 80-pound dog, I'm going to pick you up, which I can't do anymore. You it's could me, do that. That's me sad. I think you could. I mean, I did. You could squat him. Muscle. I could, maybe. I need to get back in the gym. I could squat him. Maybe. Poor Reb. Poor Reb. On that note, <laughs> it's time to take a short break before we go into our final segment of the show. We've got Ooh. a special one for you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so we are going to take a brief break. Stay with us. And this special third segment of the show is brought to you by our What's Good Games Patreon producer, Mr. Tom Bach. Tom, you're wonderful. Thank you so much for supporting us. Um, If you guys are fans of Kind of Funny, you might have heard about producer Tom Bach. He is also a Patreon supporter over there as well. Um, So we were discussing some topics 
with Mr. Bach. And one of the topics that he suggested we thought was pretty interesting. And we thought we could, um, could you know, go around the horn on. So what his topic is, is about release window timing and how it could potentially affect sales. So he um, elaborated quite a bit on this topic, but I think the gist of where we want to begin our discussion is as games go to more as a service or online living, breathing, ongoing ecosystem games, is it possible that pubs would ever release more evenly distributed throughout the year rather than this big mess of games releasing all in the fall? He uh, brings up some very valid points about the lure of holiday sales and if that's always going to be a draw or if, you know, as we go to a more digital distribution, if that's going to not matter as much because you don't necessarily need shelf space um, in retail brick and mortar marketplaces. Um, he mentions also specifically games like Dying Light that released in January and how that did very well in that release window and if certain games maybe were negatively affected by their release window or maybe benefited from when they were released. Um, we thought that this was a really interesting discussion because so many games um, have their release dates really kind of cemented and then they tend to shift, which has been something like release delays seems like something that we have to get more and more accustomed to in recent years than we did previously. And I'm not quite sure why that is. Uh, I would think that they wouldn't be as prone to delays because of the post-launch patch system that seems to be so ever-present in the production of video games these days. So thank you, Tom Bach, for this excellent topic of suggestion. Um, ladies, we have a couple of games coming out in January. Monster Hunter World is one of those games. Do you think that Monster Hunter coming out in January is going to help or hinder this game? Help. Oh my I god, if help. this had yes. come out during the fall, it would be a disaster. I feel like a lot of people lately have been saying, I don't know what to play. Monster Hunter, there's your answer. There you go. Last year, Monster Hunter. Yeah, Last anything Monster coming Hunter. out kind of after the holidays that wouldn't traditionally do well during that time period. Like, we'll have a nice boost. Like he'd mentioned Dying Light. Like, there's always mm-hmm. those... I don't know if you want to call them double A. I don't know what you want to call them. Like they're just slightly below um triple A and yeah. and those will do really well in that in that time slot. I don't think we have like release season anymore. Like I love don't we used to. Oh my god. I know remember like, even like what five, six years ago? Yeah. Everything in the fall. Everything, everything in the fall. just fucking cram it in there. We don't care. Because we just want it. <laughs> I love it Britney because with the that's what she said pillow. Games yes. like games like Horizon and Near and um like Uncharted Lost Legacy and what else came out in spring of last year? Lost Some, Legacy something was summer. Something came. How much something came out in May last year? Uh, I'm sure it did. Uh, Mario Pers- Kart Eight. Well, uh, wait, no, wait, no. It was summer, right? Mario Kart. We don't talk about Mario Kart Eight anymore because it released like five fucking times. Get out of your Mario Kart. <laughs> um, that's fair. Pray. I forget. Pray. Pray. They all had time to to breathe. Yes. Like people were able to get them and be like, I'm going to play them because, you know, there's not a 10 billion games come out and it's not like, oh, I have to choose between, you know, the, the not maybe like the, not I want to say casual gamer, but the person who doesn't buy every release every year isn't like, oh, I have to pick between, you know, purchasing Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed and Battlefront and Shadow of War and whatever. They didn't, they don't have that problem in May. You don't have that problem in February. Right. So I think this is only like, helped certain games get that time to breathe. Like I think if Nier maybe came out in October, nobody would have talked about it until now probably because nobody would have played it because it was swamped by all of the bigger AAA stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think moving forward, that's the way to go. 
I mean, it also depends on like when the game is ready. Yeah. And like, I do think it that not like publishers don't always make the wise decision to hold things that maybe it is ready, but it's not a great time to release it. I do think publishers still have a tendency to be like, it's done now, push it out. And you're like, well, yeah. you, you know, strategically, like you could think of a better window for it to come out and maybe, and maybe you don't want to hit me. I didn't mean to hit you, Sam. I was trying to roll with it like a professional. <laughs> I do. I do think there's there is a I've danger too much zone to do that. Called me out. <gasps> what? Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> you guys are adorable. I do think there's a danger zone. Like yes, to the danger, danger zone. zone. And the danger zone is like mid, like like past anything past November fifteenth until the end of the year. I think that's like that's yeah. like the dead zone. I don't think. I think it's October. I think it's. I think it's a little you think earlier. It's, you think it's earlier than that? I would earlier. say if you're if you've launched before Black Friday, you're okay. Yes, pre Black Friday. I misunderstood what you were saying. Yes, pre anything after Black Friday through the end of the year, I think you're a little boned. Uh, Got it. Big yes. example yeah. of this: Final Fantasy 15, November 29th, mm. 2016. And it got lost in everything. Like people forgot about it. It was too late to be nominated for any awards for 2016. Yeah. Yeah, and then it got, up. and then it got totally lost and forgotten. Like it got nominated for nothing for the 2017 award season. Well, it wasn't supposed to come out then. Right. It was supposed to come out in September, but it just got totally lost. And like people were playing it, but it also released like right before the holiday and over the holiday. So like the industry shuts down and people go home and games media all goes home to their families and people aren't like, it's not getting the same attention it would have gotten if it had come out in September and October. And I think yeah. that ultimately killed its first however many years of sales. And right. it missed Black Friday, too, completely. Yeah, I think if you're going to... Re- I think you're correct. Like, if you're going to try and push it out in the fall, you need it before Black Friday. Yeah. Otherwise, what is the point? Just Forget hold it. it until after the holidays. Right. And if you want that, you know, like, a, a lot of these companies really... Like, that award recognition is big because someone who maybe hasn't played horizon zero dawn yet and is seeing it get all these dice nominations might think like oh wait i think maybe i should actually play horizon zero dawn even if they didn't win any of the game awards and people that like didn't play persona like oh persona got nominated for game of the year maybe i should play it now like yeah that was the one that came out in spring april persona yeah that's what i was saying persona five um another delay by like a bazillion yeah, years like, mm, yeah <laughs> it's it's interesting the way that release dates shift i i don't necessarily think that december is like a a, a complete like n- no fly zone i think that we've seen some games have some success a game like far cry 3 for example that released in december went on to a lot of critical success and financial success as well i think th- that we need to take into account that a lot of these video game publishers have fiscal years where the month of december still falls within their fiscal and so it doesn't necessarily yeah, but matter so does january and february fiscal's usually close in march yeah right but what i'm but my my point is it's still better for them to get it out in december when people still have the opportunity to incorporate it into holiday sales versus in january when the bulk of the retail spend is over Right, like people aren't True. going to retail in mid-January and like dumping, you know, millions of dollars into the marketplace. Mm-hmm. But if that was the case, then Horizon would have technically done better in December. Not necessarily. Horizon wasn't in January, though. It was in like was late in February. February. But I'm, I'm, the point being, just like more people would try and be shoving their games out in December. We don't really see that. I mean, it happens sometimes, but for the most part, I think people tend to avoid it. 
Well, I also don't think we see a lot of people trying to release in Q1. I feel like a lot of games that are going to be released in Q1 are were in- accidental leftovers. Correct. Were intended <laughs> for Q4 left. of the previous year and they just didn't quite make it. Yep. yep. And so they're like, March is the best time to release a game now. Um, but March is becoming increasingly crowded and because of that, we're seeing games either bump to February or push to April. Um, which is interesting because even like four or five years ago, which doesn't seem that long ago, you know, when you think about like from a time frame perspective, those games, I mean, Q1 was still like very, very Dead few zone. AAA games were in Q1. Yeah. I remember like reviewing at IGN and you would, you, when I first started, like there was sort of a, a quote unquote break, like, cause you would work your ass off in the fall and then in january and february and like nothing was releasing really until summer and then like there might be a few things and then you kind of do it rinse repeat and then they started things started slipping and they started pushing and they started realizing that hey just because a game doesn't come out in november doesn't mean it's not going to do well sales wise uh and then it's now as alexa mentioned earlier like just a full year you just you're using the whole calendar now good which is good because for the love of God, spread it out. Um, but it does mean that there's no, <laughs> there's no more. Uh, you shake your heads at me. Yeah, oh, Brittany. Sorry. Oh, Brittany. Fall is now just like a crunch. It's not the season. Yes. It is not when all the things happen. Yeah. I want to also talk about um, the other thing that, that Tom brings up about the idea of games as service and more online living ecosystems and video games and how even though a game like Destiny 2 had a big launch in September, does that launch necessarily matter long term? And maybe Destiny 2 wasn't a great example because like, they've, mm, yeah. they've been having some problems. Um, but let's, uh, <laughs> let's take a game. <laughs> Let's take a game yes. like Rainbow Six Siege. Um, so this is a game that launched and arguably during this launch year did well, but has done much better in its ongoing um, living ecosystem because we're now in year three of a game that most people wouldn't have imagined would have survived beyond the six-month mark post-launch. But they've done such a great job supporting that and the community has really gravitated towards that game. And there's also games like Overwatch. And then, of course, we have some new contenders, games like PUBG and games like Fortnite Battle Royale that technically had, like, a launch, even though the launch was into beta, not into, you know, like, V1 or whatever, even though, I guess, now PUBG G is now just is. into V1. Yes. But, I mean, does the release date for games like that even matter? Eh. For me, like, like Rainbow Six Siege, like, Siege or Siege? Siege. 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 Um, not something I would be interested in, like, at launch, by any means, but like you said, like, games of service, they keep releasing content, the, the buzz around it intensifies, and now I'm actually, like, interested in playing a game like that. So that's like the perspective I would consider when you're talking about does it really matter in Grand Theft Auto Five? Like how? Wow! I mean, look at that. For example, yeah, I'm like, no, okay, maybe true. I should give that. It means years later, but maybe. had their biggest month in December 2017. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's I look at it from like as a consumer. If there's buzz being created around it, and you're continually supporting this game, that buzz is going to yeah. intensify. Then, then I'm going to be interested in it. Maybe I didn't play it at launch, but down the road I will. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, has there been a game for you, Alexa, that you just completely did not care about at launch, but then you came back to and had a very active community? No, because I don't play online games with people. 
Well, that's fair, I guess. <laughs> Straight up, no. Straight up, no. I don't play, I don't play online games. <laughs> uh, I, I play games as a me alone, like in my pajamas. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I don't want to talk to people. I think I don't. Overwatch is one that I've kept my eye on for a very long time, and I ne- I didn't buy it at launch. Um, I actually think maybe I had a code. Anyways, whatever. I had it. I didn't play it. Um, until our Patreon stream. I still haven't played it since then, but like. It's one of those things where I watch and I watch, I keep up with that game, even though I don't play that game, which I think is interesting. Like, I, I like watching their character reveals. Like I like watching their... It's like you're a fan of sports. Like, it's like, think of Overwatch, like, yeah, football. Yeah, I guess so. Right? It's like, you don't watch football. But I don't you know. watch their eSports league. I don't care e-sports about that. eSports confuses me. Yeah. I can't. I try to but I, throw something there. No, but I mean, I, it's a tangent, up tangential down. analogy. Um, because technically there is, like, actually a league I could follow, and I choose not to do that. But I do follow the lore and like the characters and I think that their world building is really interesting. And so it makes me want to jump into this game, even though I technically don't. So well, they I don't make great cinematics. It's easy to, to follow along. Yeah. Drawn into that. Those cinematics are fucking great. I think they're really good character, like design and development. Like all those characters really are like really well fleshed out. And I can't, I, I, this is sort of, this is off topic, but I just want to appreciate the fact that I can, I do not play this game on the regular whatsoever. I have played it once. I recognize symbols for characters in this game immediately. Mm-hmm. And so would I would argue like the logos most of gamers. a sports team. Yeah, it's, I'm like, the, the, <laughs> the, the artists on, on their team are incredible. And right. so I just want to give, let's do snaps. Let's Little do snaps. snaps for you. <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I wonder if it's going to not so much come down to like release month quarter whatever and whatever whatever but more of more the more important part is when you release in terms of like other releases anymore like if you look at a game like i think it was titanfall 2 right it released want, want. a week, right next to battlefield battlefield yeah. and infinite warfare Bad and modern warfare choice. remastered were one of those and i think that might be the more important discussion in the future we might have to have like should you release between two major games probably uh, well, not. games in similar genres like it would be one thing if if Titanfall was like a JRPG or something, you know, and releasing in there. Yeah. And, but because those have different audiences in general. But yeah, when you're releasing something that is so similar, well, move it, spread it around. Don't well, do that. And one of the problems with that is that unlike similar industries like the feature film business, um, these publishers don't have conversations with each, with each other about their release dates. Now, publishers will know within their stable of developers if they have games coming out, which is why the EA decision is even a little bit more puzzling because EA knew when Battlefield was going to be coming out and they chose <laughs> yeah. to still release Titanfall when they did. Um, that being said, um, you know, with the way that these release dates continually move around because of delays or slips, um, it's hard to really kind of guess where, you know, your big AAA blockbuster title is going to fall in relationship to your competitors. Um, I think they can do a lot of educated guessing and work off patterns and maybe talk to partners and do the best they can to figure out. But at the end of the day, it, they don't have a very clear vision. But didn't Titanfall 2, correct me if I'm wrong, come out in the fall? Yes. And so like, but the, but the original Titanfall came out in the spring and did well. Because- it was a console exclusive though. Yes, but I'm saying like did well, and I, what I mean by did well is in terms of buzz. People were talking about it because there wasn't a lot going on at that time. Correct. They should have looked at that and learned from that and been like, you know what? Even if this game is ready in the fall, 
we are not releasing into the fall and we're going to do similar to what we did just for the polishing there's yeah. a certain ip that always releases in the fall it's called call of duty maybe you've heard of it maybe you shouldn't go against that i mean they've had the same you're release literally window your own, right? over five years now yeah right? your own ip of <laughs> yeah more importantly yeah for sure. like, um, do you think that there are any games that have released recently that you think would have benefited, um, besides Titanfall, maybe a game from last year or 2016 that you were like, I really loved this game and it went really under the radar. Maybe if it had released in a less crowded window or released in a really dead time, like a January or an April, that it maybe would have had a much better success. I'm going to go on the opposite of what you just said. I'm going to say Mass Effect Andromeda would have benefited from being pushed again. Yes. True. That's not the question. I but yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all agree, but that game would have needed been pushed like a year in order for it to really benefit from a delay. It's all yeah. releases. That's definitely not what we're talking about right I now. Know, was I wanted, but... It was a good try. I... <laughs> there, <you>. there... <laughs> I love you, Simon. It was a good try. So there was a lot going on in September, obviously with my wedding and all, but the first game that came to mind was Divinity Original Sin 2. Mm, yeah. Um, I'm looking at what games released in September. You had NAC 2, Destiny 2. Hello, Who gives NAC a shit about NASCAR, Pro Evolution Soccer, Dishonored, Death of the Outsider, NBA Live, NHL, Metroid, NBA, Pokemon, Project Cars, not there was a dishonored in. DLC. Yeah, yeah it, was it was a standalone. DLC. It was a big standalone Ooh, pack. Ooh, that's my answer. So it's like, could you make the argument that I mean, maybe maybe this is really silly, but you have Divinity Originals into that released right around the time Destiny Two released. Do you think I can't? I'm trying to think. Like, would that hurt it? I think that game would have benefited from being on console. I think the fact yeah. that that game was PC only PC, hurt that yeah. game a lot. It's coming, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. But absolutely, but not right now. But in the that side, Divinity Originals into has done very well. But I'm just like, I was just really upset that I didn't get a lot of recognition at the awards. So I'm like, maybe that would have been. I think I I stand by the fact that it was PC only really hurt it as far as awards considerations. Of course. Because you're really just like limiting your audience. And now the same could be said for console exclusive games. But there are particularly in the North American gaming press, there are just there's more attention given to console exclusives than to PC exclusives. Yeah, it was an absurd decision because... Because when that game released, everyone was like, when's console coming? When's console coming? And on their Kickstarter, they're like, yeah, we hear you. You want this. But when Divinity Original Sin um, Enhanced Edition came out on console, everyone loved it. So it was just kind of a strange decision not to launch it on console. Maybe they couldn't. I mean, because you said they're a small studio. It may have just been like. I mean, they're not small, 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 but they're not. I mean, they're indie, but they may have needed the capital, is what I'm saying. Could have been. Anyway. I don't, want to I don't know. Hole, That's just speculation. I don't I know no the stats and the numbers to say, like, maybe they could have held off until console was ready. Something to think about. That's yeah. What came, that's the first game that came to mind. Yeah. I think a game, um, I, I, I think there's an argument even to be made maybe for a game like Prey if it had come out in oh, yeah. a time when it was, there was literally nothing else around at the time. Um, because yeah, it was. When just, is that nowadays? I mean, January, really. Oh, I know. January is the only time. I think April also is a very clear month for the most part. There's really not a lot April, of... April, May, June. Yeah. But it came mm. out, but it came out in May. I was yeah. about to say it came out. Like, that's when it... Yeah. So, but I think there was, I think what was happening was in May, we had had, um, you know, Switch had a bunch of games that came out, uh, Mario Kart in particular, 
Uh, no. There was another big complicated. Well, I refuse to acknowledge Mario Kart anymore. You had your yeah, fucking time in the sun. Look at a calendar for all of this. Yeah. We're done. Like, yeah, we all kind of put 2017 in the back of our mind. And they're like, okay, wait, let's bring this back. Up. I feel like fall 2016 was a giant cluster. That sounds right. Yeah, probably. Because I remember being very stressed out and sad. Because there were so many that video games. every fall because you're just like, there's so many video games. What am I going to do? You know, and it's interesting listening to you ladies talk because I feel like because you've worked in editorial or in the games media, you have very distinct memories of these super crowded months or quarters and whatnot. And because I've only ever done my own thing, I just got to pick and choose what I played and try not mm-hmm. to be stressed about it. So I'm like, nothing's really standing out. So it was interesting to hear that conversation about like you saying you were really bored during a certain time and you saying you were like crammed out and super stressful. Stressed. So it's like, I'm oh, always yeah. stressful. I, you know, a game, a game now that comes to mind, you speaking of being crammed and stressful, October 27th this year was a super Awful. crowded date. Yeah, it was a I think day. Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus would have found a much bigger audience if it had released in a less crowded time. Yeah. yeah. Up against Super Mario Odyssey and Assassin's Creed Origins. I mean, it just really didn't even have a chance. And like, no. and other, like, yeah. And I mean, that was just that one day. Like, there was obviously other stuff coming out that fall. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Wolfenstein probably. That was the game. Poor Wolfie. I mean, it got a lot of critical praise, which it absolutely deserves, but I still think that there's so many people out there that have it on their pile of shame or their to-do list because it just came out in such a crowded fall. I mean, 2017 yeah. as a whole was a really crowded year for amazing games. Yeah. And big games, giant open world Everything's RPGs, open world. you know? Um, and, and I think Christ, a game like that could have definitely benefited from a much cleaner release window. But, mm-hmm. but like you said, how can they, you know, you have to take your educated guesses. Yeah. And hope for the best. I mean, it's not that hard of an educated guess to be like, we maybe shouldn't release this in the fall. So you're saying like, if you know like two other major franchises to release on that day, like push your release date. Yeah, and, 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 and give like a, we need more polish excuse. Yeah. yeah. You can make a bullshit yeah. excuse. It's been done before. Yes. Yeah. Or you can just like know that like mid October through end of November is always busy. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but it's tough because a game like Assassin's Creed is never going to move its release window because I was going to say there, there are the juggernauts that never, that don't move and people move around them. Yeah. And like yeah. Assassin's Creed, Grand Theft, like any, G, you know, anything from Rockstar yeah. pretty much people are like, Oh shit, we got to move all this stuff. Maze and yeah. Ozone. <laughs> um, like anything from Bethesda proper, i.e. like a Skyrim or a Fallout. Yeah, those are those are the those yeah. are the big boys that step in and go changes and more. All right, everybody. Yeah, you shift around me. I don't move. Right. Yeah, I also think it's interesting the added layer of the the transition from like closed alpha to open alpha, closed beta to open beta to full release, and how those like the actual concept of a release date is now kind of shifting. And yeah. I think we've seen a that lot of early access stuff happening now. Exactly. We've seen that particularly with PUBG recently, all the way going back to, to massive games like Minecraft and how that game was in beta forever. Even a game like Overwatch that had an extended beta period and the idea that like, does like the release date actually matter? And I would say for games like that, I mean, there's certainly an argument to be made that no, it doesn't. As long as you have, hype building at a certain point it kind of doesn't matter when that end date is as mm-hmm. long as it is a, it's not too drawn out or too short you know yeah. Andrea just reminded me of the worst release date snafu in like recent memory what's that Detail. Battleborn which came out oh, no. right when Overwatch yeah. came out everyone forgets about like, Battleborn at the same time as like, all the other battle games so close to it I just remember the crushed. naming convention yeah. and I was like why is everything called battle something 
It got obliterated. It really it a- suffered from too similar of an art style to Overwatch. And Overwatch, just like the marketing machine behind Activision Blizzard, bought so much marketing space for Overwatch. Like, they just got drowned out in the normal places where you would see ads for Battleborn. It was all Overwatch. It was everywhere. Yeah. I gave that game a shot. I that really game did. was great. Yeah, that was game it? was so underrated. I didn't yeah. play it. Yeah. It was really fun. I... Listen, that game, they, they finally, I think I've cut support for that game. You can still, you can still play it, but I mean, that was a game that the concept was a little too much going on for your average consumer to understand. It was a lot happening. Some could say that they bit off a little bit more than they could chew, that there was just too many ideas and they needed to edit themselves a little bit. It was just like so much happening at once. That's like, no, you needed to like streamline the concept of this game. But overall, it was like a soundly built game with some fun game modes and really interesting and unique characters. But I think it was just not eloquently articulated or marketed to the point where like the average consumer could understand it. And that's something that Activision Blizzard is so efficient at Mm -hmm. because they have a gigantic resource pool to pull from when they make their marketing materials and they're, they're good at it. Clearly they're immensely successful. (laughs) Yep. They are king of the $60 game as a service. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, so Tom, this has been a really fascinating discussion. Thank you so much for submitting it. If you guys ever have the desire to be a What's Good Games Patreon producer, you can check out all of those infos. 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 With a Z, like fighters. Infos. There's a space and a capital Z. At patreon.com slash what's good games. We will be back next week with some more thoughts, and I will be playing some more Final Fantasy and um, some other games as well. Yeah, and um, is somebody else going to play Doki Doki Literature Club and see what this is all about? I'll try. Yes. Alexa, you should. Yeah, I playing, need to finish it. Yeah. I need to finish it. Um, yeah. yeah. That one moment that happens, you're just like, oh, I'm not there yet. Oh, I know. But when it does, you're like, oh, we're going there. All right. This is no longer the game I thought it was. Oh, it's fascinating. You should play it too, Andrea. Try it. It's got a or, Japanese or word it, in the title. I don't I've know. Got it's one called Japanese Doki Doki. game I'm working on right now. Okay. Let's not. Let's not. Let's, you know. Baby steps, baby steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any parting thoughts, ladies? Doki, doki. What is, does that mean? Anything? It's it's the onomatopoeia for the sound your heart makes, like thump thump. Oh, doki doki. Oh, oh. so doki doki yeah. universe is thump thump. Oh, thump now universe? I just got way. Oh, <laughs> it's the sound of your heartbeat. Yeah. Think oh. about that, ladies and gentlemen, as you go about your day. No, if you've played the game, like okay, oh, doki doki is like a, it's not the only thing it's for. I mean, yes, it is. Like the name, no, I, sorry, I meant, <laughs> what I meant is it's not the only game. Like, yes, it is. Not the only, like, there's Doki Doki Universe. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, there's other, I'm, I just other meant, Dokis in the world is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, that is correct. What I'm trying you. to communicate and failing at. No, I got you. Right. On that note, have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.